Welcome to another episode of Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre Podcast with me, Richard Herring, and my guest, Joe Thomas. Uh, if you like these podcasts, why not support us and have a lot of fun by buying the new Emergency Questions book from gofasterstripe.com. You'll get well over 500 emergency questions to ask in any situation, on dates, at dinner parties, if you're hanging off a ledge with someone else, off a mountain. You can pass time by asking these questions and getting answers. Questions like... Uh, my eyesight's really going. How much is a pint of bull semen? That is one of the questions. Uh, you know, that's like how much is a pint of milk is just to see if people are... Uh, <laughs> what would it take for you to drink a pint of bull semen? They're not all bull semen based. That's just the two of my eyes chance to cross. Um, and uh, go to richchanning.com slash gigs and you can find out if I'm doing a gig near you. I am at the Edinburgh Fringe coming up very soon. Uh, and you can also find out all about the future guests on Rehearsal Per. But let's not think about them. Let's think about our guest today, who is Joe Thomas. Let's listen to him now. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Leicester Square Theatre. Please welcome a man who this time has not managed to think of anything to say in that short walk <laughs> between coming off stage to do the bit before and then coming on. It's Richard Herring! <laughs> Thank you! They're not doing something became a thing. It's genius. So many levels. Uh, welcome. <laughs> Welcome to uh, Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre podcast. I was, um, I was down uh, at uh, uh, some... <laughs> I was down at a place with some young kids and they were doing the Harlem Shake. And um, <laughs> they called it Relish to us. I know, that's going to catch on. It's pretty, they were pretty cool guys doing that. They're, they're, remember that? Remember the, do you remember the Rubik's Snake? Uh, so uh, it's... Remember, uh, sorry, I'm going into a bit of material that I'm going to do in my, my new show, uh, so I won't do it. Uh, so, but welcome. Yeah, my my news, which you may have heard uh, if you listen to the uh, the Wells. Uh comedy uh, podcast uh, with Beck Hill, which you should listen to if you haven't listened to, uh, but I'm going to do the same jokes from it now, uh, is that uh, I'm, I'm, I'm having another piece of sexcrement, another piece of my sexcrement has, um, has gained sentience So in October when we start the uh, 12th series of this, so that I don't know how that will impact. What would you... It's the second kid I'm having, right, in October. I don't need to cancel the party. I've seen the first one being born, right? So it was horrific. I never want to go through. I think for a man to watch his partner give birth, it's the most horrifying and painful experience I think any human being will ever have to go through. So I, I don't want to... I don't, I've done it once. I don't think I have to do it twice. But uh, it's very exciting. Um, it's a boy. It's a boy herring. I'm going to... I'm, I'm gunning for the name Booze, which my uh, wife is resisting. <laughs> which uh, is a back reference to one of my routines uh, from the past. Uh, and uh, he's very prominently a boy. That is what the... Uh, very prominently. I don't approve of people looking at my son's genitals and commenting on... I don't think we should be... It's good that it's massive, his genitals, but... It shouldn't matter, should it? So, um, anyway... <laughs> Let's crack straight on, because uh, that, that is... Please do buy uh, the Emergency Questions book if you're at home. Don't, if you, you can buy it here at the back of the theatre at the end of the show as well. Uh, GoFasterStripe.com. Uh, that was a little bit of product placement. People can't escape it. It's brilliant. Uh, so my, my guest this week... You are, you're much better than last week's audience, by the way. Who <laughs> should have been more impressed with the last week's... Uh, he's probably best known, and I didn't work out how to pronounce this, as Pareles... Pareles... In All's Well That Ends Well's 2004 Edinburgh Fringe student production, it's a Shakespeare play. That's probably what you're here 
you're probably all here because you saw him as Paroles. Paroles? Paroles. He was great. Yeah, the fucking this guy loves it. I, haven't ta- I used to talk to people in the audience, didn't I? That's what I used to do in that bit. I'd forgotten that. Just have a little camera. I could have filmed. No, I haven't got my camera. I could have filmed you. You're a very handsome man. Were you, did, you, did you see the production genuinely? Uh, no. no, okay. <laughs> when he comes on, let's pretend you did see it, okay? And you're his biggest fan, and you've got pictures of his face all over your wall. Uh, he was also in two episodes of Sunday Brunch. I've been in four episodes, so I don't know why you're so impressed. And the more episodes of Sunday Brunch, brunch you on, the better you are. That is, that is the rules. It's not the worse, the more desperate you are, and you're just going on for the food by the fourth one. <laughs> and because they said there's some free bourbon at the end. I, got, I had a really good time. I was terrible on the show, but I had a fucking great time on the last time. <laughs> we'll talk to him about both of those, please. It's Joe Thomas, ladies and gentlemen. It's Joe Thomas. He's Paroles. Hello, welcome. How you doing? Come in. Lovely to meet you. Do you want to talk to that? Yeah. Good, yeah, just speaking to that might hold it close yeah, to your face. Yeah, that's right, which yeah. Paul Merton didn't do, didn't, he's, he's no, he's a professional comedian, he doesn't, didn't really no, bother holding it up. Yeah. Should have probably pointed out to him. Uh, Paroles? Yeah, I, I was trying to remember what that was yeah. the other day for um, just purposes of a conversation with someone. Yeah. Um, which is the, yeah, and um, couldn't remember, so. Couldn't remember the name of the character. Made a massive impact. <laughs> on uh, everyone involved. 2004 yeah. Edinburgh Fringe. Did you tour it as well, or was it just at the Edinburgh Fringe? It was just, it, um, yeah. We did a uh, we did a six month tour of the states. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and after that, I was uh, became a senator. <laughs> um, no, it was, um, it was so expensive. I remember doing that play, yeah. and I was like, "So what is this like? 50p?" <laughs> and they were like, "I think it's 12 quid on the weekend." Right. Like, 12 quid <laughs> to see some students. Who's pay 12 quid. Uh, people paid it. Did they, yeah? Chumps. <laughs> <laughs> it was all right. Did you have a nice time, 2004 Edinburgh Fringe? What, it was actually really great, there? yeah. It was, you know, did you come see the... my show, 2004 Edinburgh Fringe? I don't know whether I did, actually. The 12 tasks of Hercules Terrace, I think it was that year. Was, you made a wise decision not going to see it. Well, And yeah. I can tell you you weren't there, because I can probably remember the five people who saw that. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it's lucky I didn't try and bluff that. It is. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah, that was a good year though. Yeah. Good vintage, 04. Yeah, it was my. I'd had a couple of really good years, and then that was my worst year. Right. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But you were having oh, a fine old that. time with your oh, had a great 12 time, yeah. quid. What was it called? Paroles. Oh, Paroles. Paroles. As well. That ends oh, well. I don't character. know all as well that ends well. How does it end? Uh, I think. <laughs> <laughs> it genuinely, a character says all's well that ends well. <laughs> right. That is honestly, I mean, going to be good, isn't he? That's it. Cop out. Don't just use the title. <laughs> I don't like it when they do that. I don't like it. In films, they do that. Yeah, it's all secrets and lies. That's the worst yeah, one, because Secret and Lies is quite a good film, but it's all yeah. Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they're saying. You, can, you, can't, you can, can't make it out, yeah. but that's what they're all screaming. Yeah. <laughs> Titanic. Alien 3. <laughs> <laughs> the third, a third time. Yeah. And fifth, if you count the prequels. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Uh, and what did you cook on Sunday brunch? How did you, how did you get on Sunday brunch on did the two right? times you did? Yeah, was it Rimmer did and uh, Lovejoy classic lineup, or it did they was have to... definitely Lovejoy. Yeah. Uh, on both occasions, I think. Yeah. And um, they, they're a double. They're Rimmer. They bought Rimmer and Rimmer. 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 Yeah. Don't forget Simon Rimmer. Rimmer. Simon Rimmer. Simon Rimmer. Simon Lovejoy. Yeah. Presenters of Sunday brunch. They are. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, yeah, I remember eating eight insects on one of them. Did you? They're horrible, obviously. I drank some camel's milk on... I had a camel's milk latte. Yeah. But the, the actual bit got cut. They, they, they cut the item because it's live. Right. Uh, and the camel's milk latte was there. I thought, well, I've got to give it a try. Yeah. And so I had it, not even on TV. I just drank it on my own. <laughs> it was backstage. It was horrible. <laughs> yeah. I um, like yeah. unusual milks, and it wasn't. It was not nice. Yeah. No, it's a it's a pity, really. But you know, yeah. in a way, there's probably a reason why we don't drink camel's milk. Yeah. You know, they've had. They've I think it's chance. partly just because there aren't that many camels here in, uh, in London. No. But you know, if there were lots of camels, I think we'd have a crack. Yeah. I um. Well, I expect so. And also, I I with a camel, if you're thirsty, you can just tap into the hump. You tap into there, isn't it? Yeah, it's full of um, <laughs> lilts or something, I think. Yeah, str- sharp Delicious. straw. They're all right. It's full of skittles, isn't it? That's, uh, <laughs> Good. So, yeah. Good. Did you enjoy Sunday brunch? Do you think? Or always that... enjoy it. Yeah. Honestly, as a fan of the show, I always it's always on. It's hard to find bad stuff that you. It's hard to find stuff that. Yeah. It was hard to find stuff for you that was good enough, bad enough to be there's what some, you're best remembered uh, for. So that's why I had to go for a student production in Sunday there's, Brunch. There's some bad stuff. Everything there's you've some... done, what's the worst thing you, what should I have introduced you as? What's the worst TV thing? Uh, I've done some bad stuff. I'd, okay. um, I don't think you have. I was bad in winging it, which it was a show, I don't know whether you've seen a show called Impractical Jokers, ah, yes. which is very, very good. And winging it was a bit like a kind of British version of that, but with people who were bad and didn't want to do it and were scared and underpaid. Um, and um, it didn't work. But that was, I remember them going, we're going to do, it's like a candid camera show, but we kind of want you to deliberately sort of be bad at it. Like, and I was, because I got sort of slightly aspergic about it. And I was like, well, what's the point of me doing it? I can't have a good chance of convincing them. Because they, they'd give you deliberately stupid things to say. Like right. I had to do a speech about sport where I said, Welcome to Wembley, home of tennis or something. And I was like, well, they're going to know. Um, <laughs> and they were like, yeah, we want that. We want to capture the awkward expressions on the faces. And actually, when I watched Impractical Jokers, I was like, oh, I see that's the thing that you can do and it works. But I didn't understand the concept, really, of the show <laughs> yeah. I was in. So, yeah, that, I was bad in that. Okay. Well, that, that was not a bad that's show. That's not on your IMDb page. It's not, is it? It was no. so... It was BBC Three. Was it, yeah. It, but in the days where it, it was so, like, youth, BBC Three, they were like, we don't even want it on. Yeah. Want teenagers to have to sort of find it at raves. <laughs> <laughs> we won't even broadcast it because it's put too it on, uncool. Let's put it on video and hide the video exactly, in the rock. Yeah. <laughs> Someone can find it. So you, I mean, well, let's talk to you about. You grew up in um, Chelmsford. Big time. Uh, yeah. I'd like to ask you some questions about Chelmsford. Go what on. are the two tallest buildings in Chelmsford? <laughs> Uh, well, I, I do think, I know one of them, Melbourne Tower. Yeah, Melbourne Tower, Melbourne Flats, as the Melbourne locals Flats, would call yeah. it. So I, I'm more of a tower man, but yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> and um, The other was built in 2007, which might be after your time. <sighs> yeah. Do you want to have a was, guess? I only recognise pre-2002. Yeah. But, um, it's the uh, King's Tower on Duke Street. Now, what is that then? I don't know. Sounds great. The king. Both of these buildings. The king. I mean, it's Queen, surely. Both of these. Both of these buildings are forty-two point nine nine meters high. I would say if I was building the King's Tower, I'd have put another centimeter on yeah. there, taken up to the uh, say, "Hey, I've got the tallest tower in Chelmsford." It's like King's Tower went. Oh, we don't uh, want to. Wait a minute. Let's not mess around <laughs> with you, Melbourne Tower. Melbourne Tower. They've is... been there for a while. Yeah. They've, you they've, always build high. You build the next one higher, don't you? You don't get this 
or a bit lower. Don't build it the same, and especially not forty-two point nine nine meters. Amazing time to stop. It's just it's incredible. Is it there's something in the ground in Chelsea that means no building could be higher? It's not even that high for a building. Yeah, that it's is, not. That would you bother putting that on the Wikipedia page? I wouldn't. They're proud yeah. of it in Chelmsford. What uh, can you give me two facts about Chelmsford Prison? Um, Come on, you're from Chelmsford. <laughs> Uh, there's one you know, it's, it's surprisingly nice there, no it, that is exactly wrong in 2003 was it was declared oh, no. one of the worst jails oh, in the United Kingdom no, yeah. that is one of the facts I have wow. it is also the prison that features in the TV sitcom Porridge yeah the original Porridge oh it's the original one yeah yeah with Norman Stanley Fletcher rather oh, than well Little Beach then for Chelsea Prison yeah so they, they terrible breaches of Human rights, but was there'd, it porridge? There'd been uh, fire or something in the prison, so well, there was no prisoners there, so that's why they uh, filmed it there. There's, there's your two facts about Chelmsford Prison. Um, I don't really know much of the stuff yeah, you've it's done. Good, it's good uh, so have you... on the... <laughs> so there's two buildings that aren't that tall. Yeah, and there's a prison, prison that isn't that And good. it's a bad prison. <laughs> Who are your favourite Chelmsford-based celebrities, excluding yourself? Um, I think... Uh, the artist Grayson Perry Correct. went to my school. He did. Uh, he's the he's the top one, I yeah. think. He's he's and also um, the DJ Square Pusher. Oh really? So I actually do one. know. Yeah, he's yeah. is he a DJ? Well, I, would, I wouldn't know, mate. I'm 50 years old. <laughs> <laughs> you think a DJ is something you put on when you're getting a knighthood, you old square? What about? Um, <laughs> <laughs> what about Harry Judd, the drummer from McFly? Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. What about uh, Mike Edmonds? What about was, Mike Edmonds? He was one of the dwarves in the Time Bandit and played uh, played little. That's John. why those buildings aren't tall. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was. That's what it he is. He played Little John in uh, so Merry and uh, Merry Men. Yeah, he's from okay. Chelsea. It's going to be mainly about Chelmsford. I just, I just, great, I, yeah. I just uh, was researching you, and then I had a little look at the Chelmsford Wikipedia yeah, page, it's okay. and it's I became right. entranced with Chelmsford. It's a what? Sorry, it's I became a... entranced with Chelmsford. It's good. It's nice. It's, it's great. It's a nice place. Did you have a nice time growing up there? I had a nice time growing up there. Yeah, it's okay, all right. Good. Yeah, that's all I've got on Chelmsford. That's, that's right. Fine. Oh, apart from, <laughs> how did you feel when the Britvic Westway factory closed in two thousand and twelve? Yeah, no. Um, it... Well, no. I mean, that is. When did it close? I think about 2012. The Britvic UK HQ moved to Hemel Hempstead in about 2007. Oh, yeah, that must Hem have been gutting. Hemel Hempstead gate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the thing is, it, is, it was a local employer. It is quite serious. But, yeah, um, uh, but, um, yeah that is a... Yeah, it's, I didn't even know that. It's not still there. That's sad, that. It is. It's not, no, no, it's no one less thing for my dad to say when he yeah. drives me around. <laughs> Britvic was the big challenge of the thing. Yeah, well, there, was Marconi, the there was Marconi, and then that, yeah, I think, Marconi in the 80s, that kind of went, oh, I don't know, I think there was still some GEC stuff there, but then, yeah. this is getting a bit dry, isn't it? It's not, it's fascinating. I, think, I don't think there's enough podcasts with two comedians from different generations talking about Chelmsford. <laughs> um, <laughs> two, two comedians who, if I was zapped back to being 33 years old, people would look yeah. and go, is that the yeah. same bloke? Yeah. And that, that's, that's just that bloke, same bloke interviewing himself, isn't it? We're basically the same person. We are, we both, our, teacher, yeah. our parents are all teachers, and uh, we both got a 2-1. Both sporting a mean 2-1 in, in, in history. That's helpful. Oh, yeah. Hence, 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you've been on Drunk History. I wasn't with, drunk with history, your history. Yeah, so you've actually that, used finally your history that, degree. That came in handy. What were you did? What did you do on Drunk uh, History? Were you drunk? I was not drunk. I was playing Alexander Fleming. Um, okay. The drunk people were Sam and uh, Q from Impractical Jokers. Two mentions now for them. Okay. <laughs> well done to them. Um, and uh, yeah, it was a it was, it was the second time that I mean it was just they were really. You know, if you're doing Alexander Fleming for the second time, that is, <laughs> in a way, just do something else. But um, yeah, there's a lot of history. <laughs> yeah, do to go back. It to was a, I did the Alexander Fleming when he invented a metal detector and he tried to use it to get a bullet out of President Garfield. Oh yeah, that's shot. right. Yeah, and he did get the bullet out, but Garfield still died. Yeah, because it was fucked up, man. Because yeah, yeah I think he had tetanus or something at that point. Or yeah, well, yeah. this came up when they were talking about uh, Donald Trump saying he, you know, there was a witch hunt and he was the worst treated president in the world ever. People brought up Andrew Andrew Garfield Andrew so, as an example of a president who had a bit yeah. of a bad, a worse time than Donald Trump. Yeah. But hopefully by the time this goes out. I mean, fuck, I've been hoping for that. I mean, is it wrong to hope for a man to die? I mean, I don't, I don't know how you feel here in London today. I mean, this is being uh, broadcast when we've um, been recorded just after President Trump's been having a go at Sadiq Khan yeah. for something he obviously didn't say. He, took, he deliberately, he very cynically took a remark out of context yeah. is what he did. Yeah. Sadiq Khan said, you might see armed officers on the streets, so don't be alarmed, don't be alarmed about that. And then Trump said, well, this guy's saying don't be alarmed. Yeah. Um, uh, which was, yeah. I don't think, well, well, do you want him you know. to, let's take a straw poll. Would, the Londoners here, I'm presuming most of you from London, I know one of you's from Canada, so you don't, you're not allowed to join in. Um, <laughs> would you prefer President Trump not to be allowed to come, or would you prefer him to be allowed to come, and then we can, have a, we can say what we think to his face? If you would prefer him not to come, cheer now. If you'd prefer that he was here, and we could then, yeah, and you know. <laughs> There's a lot of us, right? If we killed President Trump in a mob attack, do you think America would go to war for it with us or secretly go, yeah, thanks? <laughs> nice. It's an interesting question, isn't it? Anyway, that's a bit of topicality that will be no longer topical by the time this goes out, unless President Trump has been shot and killed. And if he has, I'm not editing it out. I'm not here now. I'm glad, and I'm going to go to his son and say I'm glad you're <laughs> to his older son, not the little one. <laughs> no comedian's got into trouble for saying stuff like that. I don't like. I don't really like President Trump. Uh, so you were. I don't know if you remember. You were in a show called The Inbetweeners. I was. Yeah, it was yeah. good. Hold that microphone close to your face. Yeah. You were once. It was and a film and another film. film. In be, did anyone go in between us two? There was a funny thing with in between us two, <laughs> where it was uh, when they were paranoid about people reading the script on email. They used to refer to it as a code name. Oh yeah, I mean, it's overly paranoid. Really, it feels like a rather more innocent age now uh, in the context of drama and everything. But um, th that was what we were worried about. But um, they called it The Last Goodbye on the emails. Oh, yeah. And then on my agent's page, it said, Joe Thomas is the star of The Inbetweeners movie and The Inbetweeners movie 2, colon, The Last Goodbye. <laughs> with The Inbetweeners movie, lengthening shadows. <laughs> Weirdly sort of poignant and mordant note to strike. Uh, but yeah, that was, that's not the subtitle of The Inbetweeners <laughs> no, movie. No, it turned out. Well, that would have been good, wouldn't it? It would have been nice. It would have been nice to have it suddenly go very serious and dark and maybe yeah. one of the characters yeah. got terminally ill. Yeah. And 
been... and then just no no scatol- scatology or you know chatting no. up girls just oh this is just, quite serious you know, it's very sad Simon like Bird's reading. character is dying yeah <laughs> we were that nice to him we should have been nice yeah. to him we're like I'm going to pitch this would you come back and do I'd do that yeah in between yeah. us three yeah. if it was that yeah that sounds and it's just right from the start very serious yeah oh that'd be that, I'd, I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd love to do that yeah okay. I am um, yeah okay good but one of your balls would be hanging out all the way That's through it. Yeah, that'd, be, that'd, be, that'd be the only little... That'd be the little nod. Yeah. That'd be the nod to the old in-betweeners. Yeah. Bases covered. <laughs> <But> then, <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. But, I mean, you got in-betweeners, like, must have been straight away, like, out of university. Yeah, it was quite weird. Yeah, yeah. I, I got it after a year. And I yeah. wasn't really... I, I genuinely... A, a terrible role model, because I was quite petulant after university was annoyed <laughs> I hadn't done I was, I was genuinely annoyed I didn't get first yeah. and then I was just going to be cross with everyone for a, and I lived with Simon Bird yeah and he used to try and cheer me up and he'd kind of try and get me out of bed and I'd be like <laughs> oh, I want to get up and he said you know we've got to write stuff we've got to write a sketch show and um, I was like oh fuck off Simon and, and then we um uh, <laughs> <laughs> fuck off Simon I didn't get a first in history yeah, I know no, you know what, I didn't do. Really. I didn't do any work at all, and I got a two-one like you. Did. I was annoyed that you couldn't <laughs> just. <laughs> so I was. A... I was just like, what? Fuck! It was a broad church. The two-one. I spoke to people who'd got two twos, and there were people who'd not turned up. People who'd like. It was. I felt like I should have been more punished. I was actually annoyed that I hadn't been. Yeah. You're just not that clever, mate. That's <laughs> right. You're right. not that good at history. Yeah, that's yeah, not the worst. That's true. Thing. Drunk history, yes. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, it was, yeah. I, it, was, it was basically because Simon made us write an Edinburgh show and then we got an audition from that. Right. And um, at every juncture, I think I was trying to be like, I don't know, I said, so I want to do it. And... Um, then, I don't know, we were very, like, we didn't, I think because the guys who write the Inbetweeners, Ian and Damon, are, are very funny and really nice and lovely, but, like, they do just seem like a couple of chumps, really. Like, we met them, <laughs> and we were like, well, they're nice. Thanks for all the money, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but like, when we first met them, we were like, well, obviously they're lovely, and we really like, you know, <laughs> drinking with them, but they're not going to do anything. <laughs> And then they'd written this script, and we were like, well, yeah, I mean, all right. <laughs> and when, so Simon and I both got offered the part, and I rang Simon up yeah. at, at his parents' house, because we just live with our parents. And I said, I've been offered a part in this thing. And I said, do you, and he said, yeah, me too. <laughs> and I was like, are well, you going to do it then? And he was like, uh, I don't know. That was literally, I mean, I don't know who we thought we were. Yeah. We were such little... <laughs> we were such little... Shits, really. We were literally like we thought we were clever, and you know, well, I don't want to slag someone off, but like you know, I, I think uh, we were kind of into doing this kind of Cambridgey, like surreal sort of stuff, a bit like kind of big train or like where there was always like it was naturalistic but also surreal, and like they their thing was just funny. We we're like, oh, that's not very, that's not very clever, and um, <laughs> and. Um, <laughs> And uh, it turns out you can, you know, you can be clever, but wear it lightly and 
charmingly rather than just sort of pushing it down everyone's throat. By yeah. Well, I mean, being that's really surreal. I mean, in a sense, it's you know, it's great to, for the first thing you do to take take off be a massive hit. Yeah. Then, but also, in a way, it's, it can be a negged thing as well. But I, I completely understand because yeah. you you come out, you've you've done you know comedy yeah. in the safe environments of university. You've got your own thing together, and you sort of want to write your own. Sketch yeah, we wanted to do our own stuff, and I think we were a bit annoyed that they were better, and then we were in it, and we really wanted to be writers. And we were like, oh, now we sort of can't be writers because we've got to be in the inbetweeners. And um, uh, and then I think, uh, no, gratitude. Basically, I cannot overstate the lack of gratitude. <laughs> but you see, seemingly still, do still like, have. We don't want the job. It's boring. We don't want to do it. We won't want to learn our lines. Uh, we will participate with the minimum effort. And um, <laughs> I think the thing is, I didn't think it was that simple that actually, like, Ian and them were very funny. And I thought there must be some other trick where it was like, well, yeah, they're funny in real life. Yes, they always make us laugh. But it can't just be that that, that means that they can write a good show. And actually, basically, that is the fundamentally most important thing. Yes. About, you, there is no such thing as a funny show that's written by somebody who is not funny in real life. Like, that is, doesn't make sense. Yeah. And, and, um, <laughs> and, and obviously, there is more to it than just, you know, than them being funny. But it, first, it was weird how much we overlooked that as a factor in whether the show would be good or not. It's, I think maybe, it, I don't know because I was going to say this, but I don't think this is true because it was obviously very popular amongst young people, but I think there's an element with the in-betweeners, it's, it's written by slightly older people. Yeah, I think they, yeah. did they write it originally about themselves, about like the 1980s? They wrote it about the 80s. Yeah, yeah. and then it kind of got updated. And then it got, up, it got semi-updated. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, so, but I sort of, think as a... Chucked as a, a looking, few of those um, DS lights into the set <laughs> and um, they were like, there you go. <laughs> The Millennium. <laughs> Why do they never go on the internet? <laughs> no, it's, the internet is not a big part of young people's lives, as far as I understand it. So um, it was right that it plays absolutely no part in that show, apart from the one time they go on like N Messenger or something, or I don't know, NS Mem or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. So, but I think, like you know, as, a, as, as being a bit older, looking back at it, kind of, it's it's a funny show to remember your school days, which you were practically it, yeah. just out of school when you did it, really. Yeah, I, I think that they needed that time because I was still very serious about my like. You need to look back and say, you know, maybe my band wasn't up there <laughs> <laughs> with Radiohead. <laughs> you know, maybe they were. A bit more important. Yeah. Um, and and um, I think we, I was still quite po-faced. Well, I tell you, I was cross about not getting a first. So that's <laughs> a man without a sense of humour yeah. about his life. Um, but, um, you know, they had both an excellent memory and also the, you know, the, the uh, honesty to write about it in a funny way. And, yeah. and it's that that is the, the valuable part of their kind of characters, really. It's like, that's the, you know, the fact that there is... There must have been a temptation at every stage to be like, let's make it a little bit sort of better, uh, as in not as in the lives, let's make the lives of the of the of the people in it a little bit better, a bit more exciting. And it was always like, uh, you know, it was just them at their parents' houses, not really doing anything. And you know, I think those were the moments where I loved the show most. Really, was where it was just like, this is so suburban. There's just nothing happening. Yeah, yeah. And and and, and you know, the discipline of doing that. I think is is you know a big part of 
the reason that is well written. Yeah, and it's about those guys who are, you know, who are the they're in between in every yeah. sense. Aren't they? It's not. It's a nice idea. They're the nerdy, uncool guys. Yeah, yeah. And you're the coolest of your character's the coolest of those four. He guys was supposed to be about. a lot cooler, right? And then, <laughs> um, <laughs> They just g- genuinely acknowledge, like, well, you, you didn't do the character that we wanted you to do. <laughs> <laughs> like, at the end of the first series, Damon sent me a card saying Simon was, um, he's, thanks for making Simon so funny and so weird. And I think he literally said, yeah, he was a lot weirder than we thought he was going to be, which in a way you should get sacked for, I think, if you're an actor. <laughs> um, you can't just not be able to get rid of stuff <laughs> um, from, you know, your performance. But um, tolerance was shown to me for some reason. Um, but yeah, it, um, it was, um, yeah. Uh, he, yeah, I think he was, I think when it started, I was meant to be a bit like, there's two writers and then one of them's called Ian and one of them's called Damon. And I think the will is meant to be more like Ian. Ian's a little bit posher. You mean, you know Ian. I know. Yeah, he's, he's, uh, he, went, he did go to private school, I think, and then I don't know whether he left or whatever like in, in, he's the one who's the pretentious one and then the Simon character is maybe more like Damon who's very kind of uh, kind of street wise in a way I think right. and actually what they got was like just two little nerds <laughs> uh, and in a way I was if anything a bit weirder than Simon who plays Will I mean again the names I don't know why just make all the names either the same or different don't kind of <laughs> do half names that are our own names. Um, but, um, <laughs> poorly planned, the whole thing. Shambles. But, um, but yeah, uh, I, I think uh, Simon definitely delivered, you know, the kind of Ian, yeah. sort of the young Ian. I don't know what I delivered, but they, but, uh, they uh, were, you know, they had no choice by that point. So, uh, yeah. Well, your latest thing's also written by Damon. Yeah, the White Gold, yeah. yeah. So that actually is set in the 80s. So basically in yeah. the end, I, they've just reverted back to writing about the 80s um, yeah. and um, that's so that's more about when Damon was uh, uh, a kid and uh, his so White Gold is about double glazing salesman and Damon's dad was a double glazing salesman yeah and it was the kind of the golden age of like Essex man, basically. Was Dame's dad like the bloke in... That yeah, a little bit, yeah, I think yeah, so, yeah. Quite, quite, yeah, uh, a fairly spicy character, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I don't make the mistake I made. I've only watched two episodes of this so far, but the first episode, I, I went on iPlayer and looked it up and then watched an episode, thinking it was the first episode, but it was the final episode. <laughs> I thought, this is bold. Let's see that, this is... Like, mate... They're not, they're not sugar-coating this. They're not feeding, baby-feeding this. Yeah. You've got to really keep on your toes with this. <laughs> Maybe do it. It was kind of exciting to watch the sixth one first. But then I watched yeah. the first one. I went, oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that makes more sense now. <laughs> Establishing who they are and what they do and what the relationships are. <laughs> but that's partly about being old. I think you just... It's unusual they put all six of them on iPlayer all at once, right? They're, yeah, it is. Before it's all gone out. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I can't quite whether it's good or, good or bad. Really. Um, <laughs> well, it's bad if people watch the sixth one first. It is, yeah. I mean, it, if everyone um, does what I did. You know, <laughs> and then watch the first one and go, well, this seems to have taken a backward step. They treat us like babies now. I just got into it. Are they numbered? Or is it just num- that it's yeah. in a circle? You just scroll just take your pick. any of them. Good luck. They're all different lengths. One of them's one minute long. One of them's eight hours long. Um, they said some of them aren't in the 80s. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I plays. Yeah, no, they're all up, so, yeah. you know, 
You get to kiss a lady in uh, the one ice, the sixth one. Yeah, anyway. I do. Don't yeah, wanna, don't yeah. Ruin it. a bit of a smooch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's in my contract. Yeah, Minimum nice. one smooch. <laughs> um, it's not. Um, uh, yeah. Smoochy, smoochy. <laughs> so I don't know how to round out this. <laughs> James Buckley's in that as well. So you've got two of the in-betweeners in that one. Two, yeah. Yeah. Two out of four. Yeah. Too many? Don't know. It's hard to know. But do you um, feel that... Do you think... I mean, I understand why you're, yeah. you're both very good in it. and You're both right for it. But is that kind of, Is it difficult to it's, escape that in-betweeners It's quite bold thing? putting two in. I yeah. mean, I, I think I, it's definitely... He's obviously embracing, you know, the idea that, that it's okay to, to have... Uh, a, uh, that kind of almost like a gang of actors who yeah, carry yeah. on. I think it happens in comedy. I think it's all right. I mean, I. God, I mean, in the end, you know, I wasn't going to go. Oh, I think you should only have James. <laughs> you could know? have so, gone. You should only have me. You only have me. That would have been. <laughs> I would not do this if James Buckley's in it. That would have been a properly Hollywood movie, wouldn't it? That would have been good. It's the kind of thing I should do. Uh, Is it hard to escape? That I mean, that's the, the only problem with having like a massive success first. It's nice you get famous, you get to be in movies, yeah, and have a lovely time, yeah. But then everything is compared back to that first. Yeah, thing. It, yeah. I mean, the thing is, obviously, it's massively much better to have had something that's good. It's it's much more blessing than a curse. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah. I mean, I suppose it is inevitable that you get compared to it. But then, in a way all the most things that I find most irritating about reviews where it's like, oh, it's like the in-betweeners in the 80s, that is exactly how I would describe a show to yeah. somebody that I knew. I would say, oh, basically, I, I would be yeah, reductionist it, and say it's basically I mean, this it plus this, though, just it? so that people get the idea. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's just so that people can go, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, I, I'm with you, I understand what that show is. So I think actors get really sensitive about being typecast yeah. uh, and kind of doing, not being able to kind of shed a certain character but uh, first of all, I really don't have any sort of uh, delusions of sort of Daniel Day-Lewis grandeur in terms of like, I don't think I can do millions of different things. And I think you, you know, a friend of mine said like, people tend to be funny in one way. I mean, if you, if you have a friend who's funny, normally you know what you're gonna get with them and like, that's why yeah. you like them and that's why you're funny. And, and if they started doing a different sort of funny where they, their timing was different and I mean, there are things, you know, if you, have a, if you have a kind of comic time within the way you speak, it's really hard to try and unpick that and then come up yeah. with a different sort of comic timing that's also funny, but different. And I suppose I always think it's kind of the lesser of two evils to just try and be funny. Because obviously in the show also, like, I clearly I'm sort of the nice one and then James is kind of this loud mouth. And I guess if we'd have wanted to be really kind of bold about it, I could have done the kind of, the kind of wide boy and then James could have done this sort of slightly sweet kind of bumbling... Yeah hapless is the key word where I'm <laughs> concerned. Uh, and then people are going, why aren't you like, you're in the in-betweeners, yeah, be so, like yeah, that. Yeah, so I mean, it's, it's be like the same. That's it, so I, I don't mean, think they're very similar, I don't think it's a very similar, I mean, you know, it's, I don't think it's that similar. I think, I mean, I think we played to our strengths, but I, I think they're, uh, hopefully they're, they're, they're different. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I've only seen episode six and episode one uh, in the wrong order, so it's hard a, for me to judge. Yeah, they're a lot more enigmatic, these characters, aren't they? They, they refer to things that um, haven't happened yet. And, and um, episode six, you're snogging some woman. Episode one, yeah. cold shoulder, doesn't even acknowledge her. Doesn't what even kind know of guy name. is this guy? Yeah. Doesn't even meet up with her. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I get younger. It's, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> slightly younger. But you have. I mean, but you've just you've been working constantly in lots of different other things as well. Yeah, right? mainly. Yeah. You, so you, yeah. you write stuff on you. You write an episode of White Gold as well. I wrote well. an episode of White Gold, and you wrote you wrote uh, chickens. I wrote a thing called chickens that did sort of moderately. Badly, but um, <laughs> I wrote a thing about conscientious objectors in World War One. How many in between us were in that one? Only two. Only two. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Bit of a less than two. Less than two is yeah. the key. Yeah. Key number to hit. <laughs> Just like you know, other other actors don't go around in little couples. <laughs> I have to have my mate, otherwise I won't do it. <laughs> He gives me a lift, so he has to come as well. <laughs> one at a time. It's a one. It's a one at a time sort of business, really, yeah. isn't it? There's no actors who <laughs> have people along with them. Um, but yeah, no, I'll be right thing about. To be honest, I really, really liked doing that, and, and I think again that was me and Simon Bird being a bit naive and thinking we can just go back as if the in between has never happened, and if we just left university and just write something as if no one knows who we are but still sort of slightly benefiting from the fact that we might only get the show because we do know who we are. So there was all sorts of kind of double think involved. And then, as you know, we obviously were annoyed where it was people and people say, oh, the in-betweeners are in it. And, uh, but uh, in a way, that was a minor, you know, I, I actually really, I liked doing that show. I'd like yeah. to do more with, you know, that was Simon and Johnny Sweet, who was the yeah. other. Um, so you did a double act with Johnny, did you? I was in a double act with Johnny first, and yeah. then I started doing stuff with Simon. And then I honestly think I would call it a, like a love triangle. Like <laughs> it was like it was just like three's a bad number, yeah. really, because there's always you all shared a flat together. When we you all shared a London. flat. Yeah, I'd occasionally have hissy fits because they didn't ever take care of the flat. They didn't do any washing up. Yeah, uh, and uh, I would get a bit. Uh, I'd occasionally kind of say they didn't appreciate me in terms of the work I did around the flat. Yeah. Um, and uh, I thought they didn't even notice the work I was doing. Yeah. And, uh, you made spaghetti quite a lot. And they I made spaghetti yeah. bolognese um, six nights a week. Yeah. And then on the seventh night a week, we had uh, carbonara. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it, it was great. They were happy times. I, I um, yeah, I really, I love that for that. <laughs> I bloody love that for that. <laughs> They're all living with their wives now. No. <laughs> you, you've all, you're all grown up. You've all grown up, haven't you we? Have, you have. Sort of th- one of the, you could identify it as a sort of theme of life. Can't you? It is. You get older, and then you remember when you were younger. Yeah. And you think, oh, it was a bit simpler back then. Um, <laughs> How, about, how did, did, did you like working with Greg Davis, who is a friend of mine and has been very funny on this podcast? Yeah, Greg's brilliant. Was, yeah, he's 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 a really really nice guy. Yeah. He was always I, when I first started, I used to do a radio show with Ian and Damon, uh, who write the Inbetweeners, and Greg w- would always just end up doing everything. Like the, the radio show was a total shambles. It was on it was on a thing called Channel Four Radio, which doesn't exist anymore <laughs> because shows, including the one that we were on, lost money and. Um, <laughs> It was written by Ian and Damon, and they, me and Simon Bird used to do a little skit every week, and um, uh, they, we got paid £25 each, nice. which I was like, that's pretty, yeah. that's pretty good. And um, we got to go to the pub afterwards with the guests, yeah. which was nice. And, Did um, you have to use your £25 to buy drinks? Yeah, they, absolutely. Yeah. Travel home, travel and drink. Um, back home, no money. Um, but um, uh, Greg was on that, and he'd always do everything he, he had to warm up the crowd he read all the little monologues in between he was always filling in in the sketches 
And he'd been a, he was a teacher, Greg. Yeah. And I think there was something of that willingness of just willing to kind of do the heavy lifting. He was always doing everything. He was constantly being called on to do stuff. And he, I just thought he was a really nice guy because he just, he gave so much of his time. I imagine he was also badly paid. I don't know where this money went. I mean, I don't know. We, <laughs> they say we lost money. I mean, I'd, I'd love to know where that money was going. But um, it was, um, uh, well, maybe, it, you know, I mean, we didn't sell many tickets for it. But yeah, yeah. It, it's, um, that was our first new Greg. And he was, he was still a bit like a teacher because he, he used to be a teacher. He was a head of yeah. department, I think. And um, yeah. he, was, uh, he was very good with, I think classroom teaching is a bit like stand-up in a way. <laughs> I think stand-up's a bit easier, to be honest. I think classroom teaching is just really, really hard. And yeah. um, I honestly think he started doing stand-up because it was moderately more pleasant than <laughs> having to teach kind of GCSE English or something. Yeah, no, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure you get told to fuck off more uh, <laughs> well, in and a you GCSE can't, English class you know, than... There's things you can't do that you can do to an adult audience. That is true. different ways at school, so... Uh, Bloody law, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> like, tell them to fuck off is what I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you can't do that either, mate. But you can't do that... At all. Doesn't matter if you're... you basically can't do anything. You can't do anything. I'll ask you an emergency question because I've got this new book of emergency questions out. Yep. So... I was enjoying it. I was perusing it in the dressing oh, room. Oh, yes. Well, yeah. I hope you haven't seen um, any of the questions I'm going to ask well, you. Uh, what does mansplaining mean? That's when a man... <laughs> it's when... Um... <laughs> It's when a woman says something and then a yeah. man behaves as though she hasn't said it at all. <laughs> and then he just says it again, but as though what he's saying is, you won't have understood that because yeah. a woman said it. So I'll say it so you can that understand the, it. That is the correct That's definition. That's what mansplaining is. I thought, thought it was going to uh, go be a bit sexist for a second, did you? And then it turned, he yeah. turned it around, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> um, I, yeah. But I didn't, I, 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 I sort of didn't really know that that was a word, but I sort of instinctively know what that means. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you did very well, then. Have you ever seen a starling? <laughs> is this also about gender? No, this yeah. is, um, uh, the, there's a bird, the bird, the bird, the starling. Have you ever knowingly seen a, a starling? They're rare, aren't they, these days? I don't days? know. Are they not? I don't know, I just thought it'd be an interesting question to ask. We'd find out if you're the kind of person who knows what a starling looks like. I know like what they look like. And, look, and has identified it. They're speckled. So have you seen bird. one? Oh, I've, seen the one. I've seen one, mate. Right. <laughs> Start answer the question. Is that I, I'm like Jeremy Paxson. Yeah. Just answer the question. Um, I yes, didn't I knowingly see a starling. <laughs> right. Um, would you rather be lactose intolerant or the Prime Minister of the Central African Republic? <laughs> Was that sort of put to him? <laughs> in a sort of pull yourself together moment. Are you gonna let this lactose intolerance get in the way? Or would you rather go out there and be the president? Now go and drink the ceremonial milk and sign yourself into office. Um, yeah, I mean, they're both obviously a, you know, a big, uh, yeah. big ask, aren't they? they are. I'd rather be president. Would you? There's no I mean, real power involved in being be... lactose intolerant, is there? This, no, you I mean, then... I think you could still drink milk, but it just would react badly to it, so you could still have the pleasure of enjoying... Both this... require res a responsible attitude. <laughs> 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 you can't... <laughs> You've got to concentrate. 
both times. Is there a race of people who you secretly believe should be exterminated in death camps? (laughs) (laughs) This is a clever way of catching out any racist guests. (laughs) Let's see how he answers. If he answers yes, he's racist. He's really racist. Uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, yeah. Um, God, who would I like to see the back of? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. 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 No. Um, we, you, you know, know you, Hempstead. I mean, you, I say you don't, I'm saying you don't have to answer it, but you just say no. That's what you have to, the, the fact that he's not just saying no. Um, <laughs> no, I won't ask that one. Do you, do you think Toy Story 2 could ever happen in real life? <laughs> Well, that did happen, didn't it? That was a documentary. <laughs> was a yeah, documentary. No, um, no, I am. Um, I'm sure you know. It's a matter of time, isn't it? It's Toy Story. It's Toy Story three when they're falling into the. Uh, Toy Story two out of interest. So Toy Story one. That's we know that's impossible. <laughs> that's ridiculous. But, but it's that's Toy Story ridiculous. two, where Kelsey Grammer's in it as the uh, now the that, bad three. guy. Yeah. Is that three. Three. What happens in two? Jesse the cowgirl. Jesse the cowgirl. Oh. Kelsey Grammer's in it as the bad guy. Stinky Pete, Stinky yeah, fuck Pete. you. <laughs> fuck you. Don't come here telling me. And it's the one where they go, hey, we're in Toy Story 2. That's what happens. The glass goodbye. I don't think, I don't think it could because I don't think toys can come to life. You and if are... they did come to life, the possibility yeah, of them being those specific to believe, toys mate. altogether <laughs> is just ridiculous, I think. So um, I don't think that could happen. You know. Have you ever irked a postman? Because I, I really irked a postman this week. Have you ever I, I don't think... I, I've hardly even ever seen a postman. Right. Unlike Starlings, which yeah. I've, you know, ten a penny. But um, <laughs> they... I played a postman. Mail. Someone, when I was talking about it on Twitter, someone should have said, you should have told the guy that you played a postman in time, gentlemen, please. I should have said, sorry, mate, I understand your job, because I... I, uh, played yeah. post- I played yeah. an occasional postman on a yeah. sitcom from 2001. You don't really know what it's like, though. <laughs> How dare you presume <laughs> to understand what it's really like? I can't understand. We was no. we had an, we got we 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 came out of it all right. He wasn't angry with me, but why in the why, end we why shook hands. Because I filled a post box with loads of these books. Oh, I have actually. I have <laughs> yeah, a postman because yeah. I tried to put a package into a letterbox. Yeah. And he said it's called a letterbox, not a postbox. Right. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> so, which is like, so what he was saying is if you've got a package, you should take it to a post office yeah. and put it in that vat of yeah. other packages. That but, was part of his problem with me. And yeah. But I also didn't just put one in, I so, put two, about 50 in each, in, in every single postbox within a, a, about half a mile radius of my house. I've I never filled, seen one. I filled every single postbox up. And I've never seen annoyed. one full, though. I mean, I've never seen... Well, I filled it up, and then people were ringing up saying, I can't put letters in the postbox. <laughs> I thought... Well, in the letters in the letterbox. I yeah. thought... Um, I think it's a postbox. I'd say, yeah. I'd, I'd say that is definitely semantic. Because I yeah, think I it is a postbox. Whatever he said to me, postbox is a word. That's yeah. just a fact. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good, solid word. And there's word. nothing... I said to him, there's nothing on the, the letterbox or postbox that says you can't fill up with posts. He said, it's obvious. It's inconsiderate. That's what gets me. And then he said, you shouldn't put things like this in because they'll get ripped up. And then he sort of threatened me, saying he was going to rip some of them up. Yeah. So if you didn't get your emergency question, but yeah. that is why. God, weird mixture of, 
you know, condescension and Well, he was threat. nice to me. In the end, he was nice. And I, was, I took his point and I did yeah. make a bad, grave error based on the fact that I thought post boxes were emptied three or four times a day. You know in Postman and Pat? Yeah. Does Jess yeah. have a role in that? Fuck yeah. No, but what I mean is post-wise. Um, well, she... She licked the I have watched post- envelopes or anything? Or? I'm wa- I'm watch, I watch it? Post and Pat a lot. It's called Special Delivery Service now. And no role for Jess. Jess, no. I mean, she's no she's official role. She doesn't get paid, but she definitely sorts out most of the problems. Post and Pat is... She probably has a lot behind the scenes. Post and Pat is the most... I mean, he's, it's a hilarious show, and I'm sure deliberately he's the most incompetent postman ever. <laughs> and at the end of every episode, he goes, special delivery, mission accomplished. And you go, after you fucked everything up, yeah. dro- lost every single piece of post and arrived late, if and just, often yeah. didn't accomplish the mission, and then just made an igloo out of plastic boxes instead of ice, that's not... You can't go, yeah, sorry, all the ice melted, but no. I'll make you an igloo out of plastic. No, I paid for the fucking ice to me. Where's my fucking ice, Postman yeah. Pat? At least say sorry. Don't go, mission accomplished. They yeah. haven't. And Jess is in that show, the only one it who sometimes knows. She goes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, So she'll go, mm-hmm. don't leave the door open. It. Don't leave the door of the van open again. There's the things can escape. Animals will escape. He's less qualified than a cat he works with. That's yeah. the great. great he is. He's it? terrible. Yeah. And he's he's got he's a about a thousand man. different vehicles. Yeah. And he delivers. He's got a plane and he delivers to a village in Wales, as far as I can see, yeah. or the Lake District or something. Yeah. And every time he rings up, he goes. Hey, Pat, I've got a bit of an unusual one for you today. You, know, you say that every fucking time. It's always unusual. That's it. Is it just a letter? That's it. Because that would be unusual. <laughs> and then he goes, the bloke in the department goes, how soon can you be here? And Pat says, I'm on my way. And I go, that doesn't fucking answer the question. How soon can you get here? <laughs> no, are you coming? I don't know where you are. Tr- yeah. How far away are you? <laughs> Admittedly, every time you come to the po- department, the post depot, you get here straight away. But every time you try to get across the village, it takes half an hour. That's it. It's um. Yeah. You I know. know. I've got some Postman Pat stuff. I should have. I, I watch. Yeah. I watch yeah. Um, yeah. I watch Postman Pat every morning with my daughter. Is yeah. Is it? She's I mean, a child. I you. Uh, of course. So yeah. I'm allowed to watch it. It's great. Oh yeah. And it's um. But it's, it's the old. It's the old episodes. Isn't it? They haven't made new. You. Well, I think they showed from different times. I don't know how yeah. the special delivery services, the more recent ones. Yeah. I mean, I, Postman Pat was on when, I mean, it Big probably time. started. Any idea, David, through when Postman Pat began the original series? I want to say when I was a kid. I watched the original series, but I'm, I was probably 19. <laughs> uh, Bing's on as well, but my daughter likes Bing best now. Bing, yeah, you won't have seen Bing. Sure about Bing. What's Bing. The... It's a sort of um, black rabbit child. Who is yeah. a, whose guardian is a stuffed toy who is much smaller than him, yeah. played by Mark Rylance, the Shakespearean actor. <laughs> it's a very... I'm not sure I might have just addressed... You get, when you've got kids, you wake up so early in the morning that you start to think, I think half the things I think I've seen, I haven't actually... Yeah. That doesn't sound real, does it? It's like a giant rabbit that's about this tall, yeah. looked after by a like a Were toy. you in it? That's, um, was, that's how we'll know. Don't think I am in it. Uh, Pando, I don't like. A Pando is the one that annoys me the most. Yeah. He's annoyed, but it's Bing bit, um... is pretty stupid. <laughs> yes. 
So, yeah. It's anyway, any fans of Bing? Mind-boggling. Yeah, all the parents at home asleep because it's late. Oh, anyway, yeah, sorry. Yeah, what, yeah. Are we, what are we talking about? What's the answer Why to that a, question? A break, pause if you want. Yeah, no, so we can have a little rest. Five, five minute pause? We can have no, a little it's, pause. It's, it's not Did really that? a thing that happens. Um, <laughs> we can pause and then we can edit the pause out. And there well, it is. There it is. So it's straight. It's straight. It's straight. People at home don't know there were that pause. Was there. Look, people are leaving. They're so upset. They're not going to know. They're not going to know, yeah. It was because I had yeah. a go at Bing. That's the That's thing it. they said. They've gone to check where Mark Rylance is. Mark Rylance? Have you ever worked with Mark Rylance? Uh, fabulous Weirdly, actor. the Bing and the Inbetweeners didn't uh, <laughs> oil the wheels of no. uh, my passage into... But he's in Bing, man. He can he's be, in, he's Bing. in well, fucking no, Bing. He can be yeah, anything, but... can't he? How did, he get him? How did they get Mark Rylance in Bing? What have they got Bing. on him? Yeah. <laughs> Bing. It Bing is good, quite it is good though, to be fair. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't... Bing's really stupid. Yeah. And um, Flop, I think he's called Mark Rylance. Yeah. yeah. He he always warns Bing about what he shouldn't do, and Bing does it anyway. And then Flop is proven to be correct every time. He's a wise, just whatever he is, raggedy thing. I thought the Mark Rylance has got quite an authoritative voice as well, so you would nice. listen to... You would, not you Bing. Would, you'd not Bing's Bing, a, no. Bing is a fucking cunt, mate. I'll tell, <laughs> tell you that right now. My wife genuinely hates Bing. I quite, yeah. I quite like Bing. He sounds like a bit of a dick. <laughs> he's a dick. <laughs> he's a dick. You know, he's, he's a three-year-old. You've got to, you've got to make uh, concessions. Uh, for them. I'll, I'll, ask, I'll ask you one of my... There's some emergency questions I just wrote. Um, this is my favourite emergency question. I don't think you'll even understand what this means because you're too young. What is your favourite track by the performing artist Joe Dolce? <laughs> yeah, it's hard. I, yeah. I'm, um, I, hang on a minute. Yeah. Do you know? I can't, I'm not going to derive it from First Principles, am I? No. Just like, you know, you don't, it's not, you can't just... Well, he's Nate, Joe Dolce implies he's my Italian. That's, as far as I've that's got. That, you might get it from that. Favourite? Oh, no, is it the, um, is it the... It's not helpful. No, well, it's, well, it's better than, it's something. It is something. It's something to get on. It is. He wrote, he did Shut Up Your Face. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah I would have, I would have. The joke there is that, um, that's, yeah, that's, that's the, one. the only, did that's one, one. He did one song. Okay. Saying, what's your favourite? <laughs> yeah. Getting a bit late in the evening. If you could teleport anywhere in the universe right now, where would you go? You have five seconds to decide. Five, four, three, two. Chad. Chad. <laughs> Good. Let's go. We're about time there. That's somewhere short. <laughs> <laughs> who do you think deserves a statue of themselves? Who hasn't got a statue of themselves currently? Uh, good question. Good question. That, man, that man down um, there just said good question. Good question. Tons of people. Yeah, who, uh, who? Alan Turing? Alan Turing? Has he got one? Okay. <laughs> oh. What I should point out is that everyone in the audience invited to here tonight knows... They all know a different section of what's... They all know set, different statues. statues. Yeah. yeah, okay. So they've all been invited for their statue knowledge and every statue is covered. So if you choose one where there is one, a man will go, there is one of Alan Turing. Um, all right. Um, um, Philip Niederdale. <laughs> we, had, we had three people for that. <laughs> he's got like He's actually over-celebrated, Philip. Was, um, for a... For a well... 
Trump. Donald Trump. Oh, yeah. I think, I I think mean, he's like carries a statue of himself everywhere he goes. Yeah. In his pants, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, his, it's his penis. It's, it's his penis. His. Yeah. Uh, if you were going to be um, in a human centipede. <laughs> yeah, I've got to go back to some of the old classics. You're in the middle. Who were the other two people you'd like at either end? Uh, do you know what a human centipede is? Yeah, I do know what it is. Joe? I mean, I'm, it would be two of the other in between us, and I imagine that would be. <laughs> Uh, depending on when this goes out, <laughs> that's just the third film. Yeah. Would you be? <laughs> um, so it'd be the post. It'd be the three of you and the human centipede, and the fourth one going. Why wasn't I in it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Um, Storyboard. There. <laughs> yeah. It's that, but yeah, okay. human centipede with you know banter. Yeah. That's cool. the. Who's that lady who came in and nudged you and then went out again? I'm extremely intrigued. <laughs> oh, it's the lady oh. from the theatre. <laughs> you wish, mate. <laughs> Bit weird. Don't put, your, don't put your feet on the stage, mate. All right. <sighs> it's got to that point in the evening. Um, oh, it's, it's an interesting question. Why have you got two... I don't understand... This is my new. These are my new ones. That these are actually oh, exclusive. The exclusive. Oh, okay. Some of the, my okay. favourite of the exclusive ones that I only put, gave to one person. I just thought you, just thought would, you didn't know about printing. Would like, you? <laughs> I don't want to give you away all the ones in the book because then people won't want to buy the book. They, they I understand. Would you rather your anus was replaced by a cat's anus or your pubic hair was replaced by cat's whiskers? <laughs> Both be an upgrade. To be honest, I, mean, I, I um. I think the cat's anus would make your poo come out like cat poo. I think right. that has to be part well, of it. No, no one needs to know the, about that necessarily. The pubic um, hair. The, the, um, I think the whiskers might be useful because they would, if you were naked, they'd allow, and you were going into a small space, you would know whether you would fit into the space. <laughs> based on the whiskers. That's a good point. Um, it's worth knowing. <laughs> it is. Um, well, we'll go with that one then. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, a cat's anus would be a horrible thing to have. Pubic <laughs> <laughs> hair of whiskers. I mean, the problem with the pubic hair with whiskers, I think, I've thought about this. Well, they're both a little bit. problems. I mean, they not, are. But yeah. Well, whiskers are quite, you know, sharp. I suppose well, not sharp, but then they're not. I mean, they wouldn't be pleasant well, riding they stick against you directly you out as well, don't they? Or is that just in? <laughs> yeah. I mean, if they stick I, out forward, if they stick out in yeah. all directions, yeah. that's going to be a problem. It's, yeah. Um, It'd be like having sex with someone with spaghetti stuck to them. Like dried spaghetti. But pattern, it would bear. I mean, it'd be like, yeah. I don't know what I'm for spaghetti. What it'd be like is having sex with someone with some whiskers attached to yeah. I don't know why I turned into spaghetti. What it'd be exactly like. Well, yeah, that's right. Whiskers. I mean, yeah. you know, um, that's... Uh... You having fun on the podcast so far? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Loving it, yeah. yeah no, I'm, right, I'm, I'm, I, mean, I mean, you know, we can... Stop in a bit. No, that lady says no, so we have to carry on. I asked that one backstage, so I'm not going to ask that again. What are your nine favourite things about Norway? <laughs> I can wait uh, until all nine of them have been. Uh, you know the uh, the nine-strong troop of uh, <laughs> Norwegian. Uh, <laughs> you know the the, the, the um, 
It seems like you don't like Norway very much. Is what I'm, that's what I'm getting. Norway is wonderful. Let yeah. me tell you. Well, you know, uh, the, um, the, 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 four, the four letters in Oslo... That's yeah. four. Okay. And then um, five of the letters in the word Norway. <laughs> and, you know, no one's going to accuse me of not knowing about Norway. <laughs> Three of those are O's. Okay, okay, we'll get rid of the O's. Um, or two if one of the O's in Norway is the O. You can't have an O. There you go. Oslo. Way Oslo. That's the... I had one other question for you based on your work. Are you Go fed on. up of people asking you if you're like the characters in your shows in real life? Because uh, yeah, well, that seems to be everything it, you've been asked in every interview. I are try, the characters you play in Fresh Meat like the character you are in I've real life? I've tried to hone my answers as I go yeah. along okay. because I'm genuinely interested in the answer. But oh, yeah. becoming, I'm, the answers just get longer. So instead of like having a regular... I should have a down pat answer. Yeah. But instead of that, I'm like, oh, yeah, you've got me thinking. Then I, my answer gets longer and longer and longer. And um, I, I, I um, you know... Bit like this, really. Yeah. But um, uh, no, you know, no, no, it's fine. I don't no. mind. They okay. can ask. You know, it's a, it's a, it's something that I would. Again, it's something that I would ask if I was asking somebody. Yeah. A question. Are you like the characters in real life? In your thing, I am. Which quite... of your characters are you most like in real life? That you are in the character in real life. There was that a good bit when, until the most recent show I did, yeah. every character I'd ever played was a virgin. That's yes. a, a true fact. One of which I'd written myself. <laughs> uh, and I think they're all a bit, they're all in, educa they're all in education. I did a, in between is I'm at school, then yeah. Fresh Meat is university. Yeah. The thing I wrote was a teacher. Yeah. So they are all, I mean, the lack of uh, breadth is <laughs> uh, staggering in, in, in that sense. But, um, Probably the one in um, Fresh Meat, I yeah. think. He's, like, pretty similar. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Haven't really seen that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I can't really comment. It's exactly the same. Okay. It's, yeah. <laughs> you don't I've seen mean. a bit of it. It looks good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's all right. I've heard good things about it. Yeah. Just there's a lot of telly, isn't there? It's good, yeah. You knew, and, like, there's always, like, two in-betweeners and everything. There's, there's only a, one in-between in that, There's right? only one in that. That's why yeah. you haven't watched it, because yeah, you only do two, two, or two. two minimum. Um, yeah. There you go. Yeah, good. Um, I think um, might be uh, time to go home. <laughs> Were you at school with Harry Judd from McFly? He's about the same age as you. No, I don't know. I never saw it. Hides nor... What is that phrase? Hair. Hair. Yeah. It's easy, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Didn't see him. Didn't see Perry. <laughs> no. Didn't see Square Pusher. No. Didn't see that tower going up. Did you see... The... Didn't see the, the dwarf. Did you see Mike Edmonds? Didn't see... <laughs> see Mike Edmonds around. He must have been a local character. I think you're winding me up, though. I'm, I'm not Mike Edmonds. I know, I know his name because it's the same name as my nephew, Mike Edmonds. And he is moving. Well, that's no good to me. I mean, that's not. But that's why I know his name. Yeah. But if he was walking around, I'd be going, hey, fuck, it's the guy from the Time Bandits. I wouldn't be like going, believe you me, if I'd seen him, I would have been going absolutely mental. But I did not. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. None of these. None of these. Okay. Okay. It's a wasteland. We're going to go for one more emergency question and then we're going to let these kind people go home. It's been fun though, right? It's, it's been, been lovely. Do you feel like you're talking to a much older version of yourself? I do. It's, who has it's become, good. Who's it's nice become, though. I feel yeah. very safe. I'm a warning from the. I'm a warning from the future. <laughs> Be careful what choices you make in your thirties. You, <laughs> no, it's, it's lovely. It's, it's nice. It's, it's very reassuring. It's, it's okay. like it's, we should, you know. Would you still like to be doing comedy in, when you're 49 years old? 
Yes. Okay. I, would, I, I, yeah. I, I definitely would. Okay. Yeah. So it feels like a long way away, isn't it? It's not me. No, it's, uh, <laughs> it's just round the corner. <laughs> You're going to walk off the stage and go, what? It's like, this yeah. is going to be like I'll, the end of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. This yeah. is where you're going to walk off. Ah! I look in the mirror and it'll just be yeah. your face. Be your face. <laughs> ah! Yeah. I'll yeah. be all right. I wouldn't yeah, be it's all right. fine. It's not. It's, it's, be um, all right. As I say, genuinely, it's nice. It feels safe and warm. No, it is nice. It's quite warm. It certainly feels warm. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's warm. Yeah, up here. yeah, it's pretty warm. I'm, warm I'm wearing a jumper for those of you listening to the podcast. Um, <laughs> Richard speaking from just, right to left a, as you watch. A, I want to find a good one. What is your favourite archaic word or phrase? You must be good at this because you did history. I like fell. Fell? Yeah, as in the adjective fell. Okay. Uh, smote. Yeah. Uh, uh, I <laughs> like... Smote's good. Uh, I like the, the old-fashioned uses of current words like yet. Uh, <laughs> like... Um, so like though that you know though I am old yet I am strong and lusty okay. you know there you go so that doesn't sound rings wrong and it yes. sort of means still it's yes. how we use the word still yeah uh, and I once spent ages thinking about use of the word but you know like but for this yeah okay but that we could have that seems to be used just all over the place yeah it's like a blank in Scrabble you can put it anywhere in a sentence and it seems to change and I was convinced that it was being used I didn't get involved in the end but um, uh, in ways that where it seemed like they were using it to mean opposite meanings it, it seemed, sometimes it seemed to mean everything except this and then other times it seemed to mean that actually it is only this one yeah. thing so anyway if somebody could pick up my research yeah. I've got man the, yeah. um, you went really hard at files. university I feel so bad it was no you really deserved a first man I tell you I can't a lot of that, people that. saying that yeah my favourite one is in the Middle Ages they used to call a skirt a fuck sale. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't do that now, could you? The political correct. <laughs> Couldn't do it, you wouldn't be allowed. You'd be allowed to say it. No one would let no one would let you say. That's why I love when Katie Hopkins going, No one you're not allowed to yeah, say all the stuff that I constantly say yeah. and no one stops me saying. Yeah. You're not allowed apart from when, when libel gets involved. That's yeah. the only time you can shut the fucker up. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, you can actually say almost literally anything. You can and, and nothing happens. Yeah. Um, On here you can. So God. So far. <laughs> um, okay. Well, let's um, Oh, I'll ask you this question. I think this is a good one to end on. This is question 148, if you're following with your book at home. <laughs> In the future, I kind of hope this will be like a hymn, like a hymn yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Please turn. I'll be, a, I'll be like a god figure. Yeah. And people will go, Please turn. And people will sing. This will be sung to a, yeah. by monks. Please turn to 148 of the pronounce. Imagine if there's a nuclear waste and this is the only thing that survives. <laughs> People think you can only attain, you can <laughs> only you attain to... true wisdom once you've answered all of these questions. I'd actually, I, would you care to sing it in a sort of plain song? <laughs> I'll give it a go. Would you rather be immune from get ever getting chlamydia <laughs> or have free Kit Kats for life? <laughs> and to clarify, because uh, I know some people will be asking, you would get 365 four finger Kit Kats per year, 366 on a leap year, 
but would still be able to get chlamydia. That is, that is the down <laughs> But if you chose not to get chlamydia, you'd so be immune from chlamydia. So stay the same and have some Kit Kats. Yeah. Well, if you are confident that you and your partner will never have sex with anyone else, then you could have free Kit Kats for life. I'm pretty... I'm pretty I think I'll, I'll run the risk of, of chlamydia. Yeah. And even if and I get chlamydia, am I really going to be bothered? Because I'll... <laughs> Um, have a lot of Kit Kats. inside my Kit Kat but house. But the more, the more Kit Kats you have, the less likely you are to have sex with someone. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's been my experience. It's win-win. <laughs> they're very clever. These, these religious texts have lots of <laughs> layers, don't they? It's, um, they're not to be taken literally. That's the thing. They're yeah. not really Kit Kats. Chlamydia's not that bad. Chlamydia's not real either. No. Bye. Um, <laughs> Kit Kats are pretty nice as well. Anyway, look, it's been... Do you think... You, uh, do, you, uh, do you think uh, is cheating having sex with a robot? Just as a little sidebar. Oh, my God. Uh, I think... Because you're engaged uh, now, right? You're in a, I'm you're engaged now, yeah. Uh, to a human. Yeah, okay. As far as you know. Very, yeah. They're, they're getting yeah. very sophisticated. Very convincing. Yeah. Totally convincing. Is it cheating? I don't know. It's interesting. I think you should have sex with humans. I think the robots don't... Are they going to like it? If the robot likes it, maybe. It's an yeah. interesting area. I mean, the, the the robot, robot, that can to... the robot feel sad? Can the robot yeah. feel melancholy? I don't if care it's... about that. No. <laughs> that's, for me, For me, that's the bonus of having sex with a robot. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You have to well, that's the thing. I think, yeah. So actually, I think if the... You're if, a nicer if person than me. That's if what it's that, I think yeah. you shouldn't. If the robot is actually like a human and can feel... You know, See, I'd say exactly the opposite of that. Though. So this, we've got into very philosophical. If the, if the robot can feel, if the robot can cheating, feel pain, if the robot, robot is just an inanimate object that well that can animate a bit, a couple of areas. <laughs> don't, I don't need much. Uh, <laughs> I think sex with humans for now. Yeah, and then we'll revisit it. Yeah, twenty forty-five or something. Oh, we'll get, we'll get, get back It'll be too late for me, that not it? Well, you'll be all right. They're all sorts now. <laughs> yeah. Just what that sounded. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> please give a big round of applause for my this week's guest, Joe Thomas, ladies and gentlemen. Cheers. Very nice young man. What a lovely young man. You have been listening to Richard Herring's Left to Square Theatre Podcast with me, Richard Herring, and my guest, Joe Thomas. The music is played by the band Pest. They play it live every week. They're very nice. Thank you to everyone at Left to Square Theatre. Thank you to everyone at Go Fuck Stripe. Thank you to everyone at the British Comedy Guide. Uh, thank you very much to my producer, Ben Walker. And this has been a Go Faster Stripe, Sky Potato, and Fuzz Production. Check out some of other Fuzz Productions podcasts like Do the Right Thing and Pappy's Flat Share Slam Down. And probably some other rubbish stuff like that isn't as good as Anyway, thanks for listening. Bye. I hope you've enjoyed listening to uh, this week's podcast. Do go and check out the Emergency Questions book. It's a lot of fun. Uh, if you go to eBay, I'm often selling lots of little uh, extra bonus stuff and rarities. My uh, handle on there is herring1967. Go to richherring.com and you can find out all about the gigs that are coming up. Do come down to the Les Square Theatre if you can to see some future episodes. We've got Andrew Collings coming up soon. That's going to be exciting. David Baddiel. All sorts of it. Skinner and Badil are going to be on. It's going to be Dan Skinner and David Badil, but that's still good. So thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time on Richard Tang's Leicester Square Theatre Podcast. Goodbye.